Nadirine, thanks for joining us for this conversation. How are you hey, doing this morning? Very well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Nice and warm here in the Sydney winter. Uh, you, you're in Beirut right now, are you? Beirut, and it's heat wave after heat wave, so I can't say nice and warm, but I'm I'm okay <laughs> indoors. <laughs> a bit too warm. Well, yeah. look, we um we talked a little while back, and it's taken us a, a bit of time to get together. We've got about twenty minutes, so I want to get straight into the conversation. And one of the yeah. things that has been interesting to me in recent months is helping leadership teams make and communicate really tough decisions. Um, so I thought it'd be an interesting topic to explore, you know, just to kind of have, have a talk about your experience of that. So if we start with maybe the making tough decisions, so the context that I'm talking about here is a number of clients here in Australia and overseas who are having to go through restructure processes um, because of the economic conditions and so on. So what would you, any thoughts about or experience working with teams in the, the making decisions component? What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting, the framing of tough decisions, right? So from the get go, you know, you're up, you, you know, you're confronting something that is not comfortable, that is difficult, that is not your average decision making that you do as a leader or manager every day. So you already have a sense of, okay, uh, uh oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be up against, you know, some uh, perhaps resistance from my teams. And maybe I am not comfortable making that type of decisions because of my value system. So what I've seen is usually leaders or managers are put in a situation where it's an either or. So you have a major budget cut and you are in that situation and I need a solution from you in terms of, okay, how are you going to restructure your teams to meet that type of bottom line approach? Um, and I think that's an, not an easy situation to be in because it's it's actually, it's an impossible situation to be in, right? So uh, it's it's putting you in a place where you have to choose between the business and the people. And, and that choice is never, you shouldn't be in a, in a situation like that. Um, uh, of course, we are always, I mean, as leaders, most of the time you are confronted with this kind of like uh, paradox. Mm. Uh, ideally, it shouldn't be a paradox. Uh, and, the, and the way to go around that is to actually understand more what we're trying to do and why we are doing it, right? Why are we in this situation to begin with? But what, what can we do out of this situation? What is our purpose here? What are the principles that I'm gonna you know, apply in my thinking that would guide my decision-making? Because you know, if you put it like that, in terms of, okay, people or business, um, the, the, the options that you have in terms of the different scenarios or the, 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 the different routes that you can, you know, uh, go into or the different decisions uh, is quite limited. Um, yeah. yeah, so you wouldn't be able to say, okay, you wouldn't be able to think creatively in a situation like that. So what I've seen in terms of things going a bit better is when people reframe the whole situation, right? And bring it back to a conversation of, okay, what are we trying to do here? What, what is, what is a, 
What is our ultimate goal? And how are we going to do that? What are the principles that we're going to apply to say, okay, this is a good decision or this is a bad decision? Nice. And there are a number yeah. of factors to, to, to pull in. So, but, but yeah, I can say it's, um, it's, it's in, even in person relationship when you're confronted with like, okay, um, you know, uh, work or family, right? So it's, it's always these kind of like um, uh, opposing type of uh, pools. And it's only when you reframe the whole thing that you're able to engage in a more meaningful, more positive, and perhaps a different conversation that would make it like the impossible decision-making. Yeah. Nice. I like that reference to the family situation because you're right. It is, it's an either or choice that yeah. that where often we formulate that thought process when actually the question might be, um, you know, how can I invest more in my family without losing productivity, say, or like yeah. reframing the question as so it's not an offset. It's a it's it's a creative solution that we're trying to find yeah absolutely and it's important to kind of like be for the leader themselves to be kind of clear on what is important for me right and in, in all of this what 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 is important for me in the in being the person or the group of people making that decision yeah. because it's important to be clear on what values you hold as as a person because the, these will also guide you in your decision making so what is important for me is i want my business to thrive i want my people to 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 also thrive and i want to be able to if if it comes down to letting go of people i want to be able to do it in a decent way at, uh, for for actually people to continue thriving even outside of the organizations these could be the principles that could guide you in, in in making that tough decision so it's very important to to acknowledge those as a leader and and you know one of the tests that you can do is that something that i can talk to my spouse about and be comfortable you know i took mm. this decision today and i'm actually comfortable with 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 how it went uh, or uncomfortable with it and this is why right so i think one of the other elements is that leaders or managers are own in a situation that they want, they have to defend kind of um, of a scenario that they are not 100% with. And they end up saying, you know, it's kind of, this is what the organization, I'm not, but we, we have to do this. And, and, you know, kind of dissociating themselves almost yeah. from, from kind of like the, 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 uh, the big guys, and this is what we're, we we just have to do it and let's work together. I think it's important to because it's their responsibility also as leaders to 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 own it, and if they don't, to be very frank about it, and then maybe just you know kind of have a different conversation of whether this is their the right place for them. Because I don't, I, I think it's a very important moment for a leader to just either be uh kind of fully owning it but also because of they under because of them understanding where where it's coming from so it's a tough conversation for them to have with whomever is you know um bringing this kind of pressure to them uh, before they have that tough conversation with their own team so it's it's all it's both ways because they are in a situation where they are on the receiving end of some kind of pressure so it's important yeah. to have a, a tough conversation there before they can make that tough decision. 
Yeah. Do you think that's why often leaders and organizations default to this kind of budget methodology of because it's just a bit easier than maybe than than actually creatively trying to argue a case for a particular direction and get buy-in. I mean, it's, it's very difficult. I've seen examples recently where leaders have tried to go down that path of this is the vision, and in the current circumstances, we're not going to achieve that vision. And we need to, yeah. as a collective, make some difficult decisions and so on. But people have found it really difficult to actually step up to that and make yeah. those tough decisions. And as you put it, own those tough decisions. Um, yeah. So what does it take? What does it take to to do that? Yeah, I think it's a, a great point you're raising here. And I think what I think the, the, the tough decision making part is kind of the consequence of a of a journey of not having tough conversations you end up in a situation where okay budget cut is the only solution because you've avoided all the red flags along the way you've avoided having tough conversations along the way mm -hmm. that might have led you to a different path uh, I'm not saying this is always the case of course there are elements that are completely external to organizations that just like a financial crisis yeah. or I don't know, that puts you in a situation where you have to make tough decisions. But apart from those which are few and far in between, most of the tough decision-making is coming because you've avoided tough conversations before. You've avoided mm -hmm. picking up, okay, things are not going well, what should we be doing? So, and I think this is where, I know it's a catchy word now, but it's it's, I cannot, you know, say enough how important it is. This is why having psychological safety in an organization is, you know, very important to be able to have those tough conversation so that you're you're not in a place, you're not cornered in your decision making, right? You're not in a yeah. place where like, okay, the, we have to make a decision. You don't want to be in that place. And the way to avoid that is to be able to voice concerns openly, is to be able to say, okay, no, I don't agree with that um, because this and this and that, or why don't we try to do this? So, and 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 I've seen this in smaller teams, but I haven't seen it like in, in, a, in a big organization. I know there's research around it and books written about it, but it's it's not it, it's um it's very rare that it's the culture of the of the organization. But when mm. it happens in teams and if it's the leadership teams that have this level of um psychological safety, then yeah, different conversation can actually um take place. Yeah. yeah. So I think you hit on something really important and we've talked about in previous um recordings I think with some of the other facilitators that we work with around having these conversations early and not avoiding matters yeah. and and you also said that it's not always the case so sometimes you might inherit something so I might come into a leadership position where my predecessor has been avoiding that conversation right and then I'm in a situation where we've got to we've got to make these tough decisions yeah. I'm interested in so the psychological safety is an interesting area as well. So what what would you say about 
Because it is very difficult. Some of these, so what I want to talk about are the really tough decisions, right? So I'm leading a team of, I don't know, 25 people, and I've got to make it 12, right? Yeah. I've got to make it 12. And I know these 25 people, and I've worked with them for many years, and I know their families. Or what? And so talk me through your thoughts about that, because... We're, we're there okay for whatever reason we're there and i'm in that position and i'm the leader that's that's gonna make these decisions and you talked earlier about ownership well how do we do that and do it well yeah i i hear your side there <laughs> it's <laughs> tough right yeah it is tough for sure it's tough um first yes acknowledging to yourself that this is tough that you are in this position, but also as a leader, that it is your responsibility to do this tough decision making and to communicate it in in as best as you as best as you can, right? To make kind of a uh, the best out of a I don't want to say the word situation, right? Uh, and to do that, um, again, you have to bring it back to kind of what are your own personal values there, and what are the organizational organizations value towards its people right so uh, why are you doing this what are the principles that are going to guide your conversation with the teams um and how how can you make it uh, not as catastrophic as it can be so one of the things is also to think beyond the announcement of okay mm -hmm. you know th this is the decision uh, the other thing is not to delay communicating because we tend to kind of, okay, try to, I, I don't want to do, I don't want to have this tough conversation. I don't want to uh, communicate this, this like major news to my teams. Not yet. We have this coming up. We have, I want, you know, and delaying is the worst possible thing to do because you'd be taking away time from people to actually process. Yeah. And, and come up with different plans for themselves. And it's your responsibility not to, to protect that time and to, you know, to, to also give yeah. them time to process, but also give them the tools to be able to, you know, manage beyond that point. So as a leader, you have a responsibility, I feel, to, to communicate early and not to, yeah. It's a really yeah, interesting other, perspective yeah. on it, uh, that idea of... Uh, there's a couple of things I wouldn't mind picking up on, if that's all right. So Please. really interesting that I want to catch, because I think it's important. By delaying, I'm stealing time from those, from those people to be able to process, work their way through it, make plans, whatever. That's a, I, I love that idea, um, because it almost... That my avoidance of the of the communication is kind of a little bit selfish because I'm trying to avoid my own discomfort, right? And it's even more selfish because I'm also robbing. Sorry to be yeah. harsh about it, but I'm also robbing people of of valuable time they could be using to actually process this and absolutely. Make and but it's so also on. very human. We all do that. We yeah. all avoid <laughs> whatever the circumstance. We don't want to be in that situation because we want to be liked. We don't want our people yeah. to think we're like, you know, the bad people here. So it, it's quite a tough place. And, and it's important for leaders also to have their own support system that would 
you know, kind of carry them through that process, but also talk to other leaders or peers who have gone through these different conversations. So it's important not to do this alone is what I'm saying as a leader, uh, but also it's, it's very important to make sure that you do it quickly. Uh, the other thing is start with the bad news. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. Don't yeah. try to like, you know, start explaining and no, just start with the bad news and, and, and sit there and be with your people, right? Cause they need to, they need to hear it from you, see it in your eyes. You're looking at them, but also process it in at that time. So you would want to allow them the space and the capacity to just sit with it for a moment and then, and that's the most com- uncomfortable part I mm. feel for any. Is can can just I ask to, you about the yeah. ownership again before we go yes. on? Sorry to jump in, but sure. just because of shorter time, there's that that yeah. ownership point. Because um, what do you think? What would you say is the cost of me sitting down with someone and saying? I have to do this because the organization says I have to because budgets have been cut or whatever versus owning that moment. And that is what's the, what's the negative impact of me avoiding the responsibility and the ownership in your mind? Yeah, I think, and that would also mean that you are stealing the sense of agency from the person. It's like you're putting yourself and the person in, on the receiving end of a decision that was made somewhere and you're just having to deal with it now versus, okay, we, this is the situation. This is the decision that has been made. This is the process that we went through to get to that decision. Now let's talk on how we can make it good for you, right? So my my job here, my role here is to make this work for you. Even though this is the, this is, I mean, this is the end of the road in this organization, but let's talk about how we're going to make this work for you, both as the exit, afterwards, how are you going to follow through? And it's not about you just, you know, making empty promises. It's about you being there for your people as they go through that journey and also maybe checking on them two months down the road, right? So, and, and, and that is the sense of, okay, I, we, you are kind of modeling or instilling the sense of agency and ownership and positive outlook versus, okay, I, I mean, this has been, the decision has been made. I really tried my best, but this is it. You know, it's, it's, it's sensitive. I, I, I feel, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, we can both feel disempowered with yeah, that message yeah. right so it's all it's it's making it it's in, potentially increasing the suffering so yeah. we kind of it's funny because i think a lot of what i've witnessed is people almost going to feel like they need to go into bat for their team right i've got to go and defend my team and i've got to fight for them and if i'm fine great you know but if that doesn't work coming back with oh well i did my best i fought for you but i was overruled da 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 what you're suggesting is if i care about my team that approach is actually going to increase the suffering that they feel versus being a more um more look i did go into bat for the team 
And the reality is these changes needed to be made. And this was the process. And I'm now here to help us navigate this in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, I mean, again, it's only human nature to to want to be, you know, perceived because this is what you genuinely are. Kind, you, you did defend, you know, your people. And this is what managers do is, is, look out let's say for the for their people because they are the closest to them they know them you said you know them personally you know their spouses you've been on you know different team retreats together there's a personal element to it so that is but it's important to acknowledge how painful this is so before jumping into like okay let's see how to do this well you need to acknowledge how painful this is for you but it's also much more painful for the person in front of you so it's not about about you as a leader and how you know tough this was for you, but it's 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 how the situation is just painful for everyone, especially for the person in front of you or the team in front of you. But from that, not to also, and again, you have to be comfortable taking ownership. This is why it's important that you settle that between, you know, with yourself before putting yourself in a position where you are actually not defending but explaining the 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 process owning it because you were part of it and again to be able to do that you need to have that tough tough conversation with your higher ups but also make sure that yes the principles with which that decision was made are actually good principles that you can you can vouch for right yeah, nice. so yeah. we did we did something to protect the business to protect the people this is about human decency blah 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 not blah 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 but you know you have to make sure that yes it that was the process uh and it it and it's never ideal and this is why it's a tough conversation but it can't i mean yes making your stance in that conversation is very important because it sets the tone it does set the tone and it's kind of either empowers the people in front of you or puts them in a victim type of place if you're playing the victim everybody's the victim in that conversation and that's such know. an interesting point that's such an interesting point because it's i know you're going to need to head off so we're probably going to need to continue this conversation but that's such an interesting point in my desire to care for somebody because this is where this stuff comes from maybe a bit of a mix of if i'm really honest with myself my own fear of not being liked and being seen a set way and so on but um but but because of my compassion and empathy and concern for the person, it actually lead might lead me to behave in a way that makes it worse for them because I'm I'm communicating this kind of victim, disempowered way yeah. of handling the situation. Really interesting leadership role modeling that you're talking about there. So I think we should pick up on this again because that was uh I thought we might. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be so interesting. <laughs> oh my Wait, god! We need I don't more time. That. Was that a compliment or not, Lee? I don't. It it wasn't meant to be anything other than a compliment. Um, but we definitely need to to continue this conversation because I think there's a lot unexplored. But thanks, cool. I'll let you go, Doreen. Thanks very much, and we'll we'll pick it up again. Looking forward to. Thanks a lot, Lee. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye.